Did everyone hear that? I heard it. I heard it. Matt, do you hear that? I'm pretty sure Jesus is breaking into the show right Right. now. (laughs) This is a public service announcement. So if the folks at home didn't hear that, uh, that's tough. That was weird. Uh, That might have been Connie walking upstairs. Tough. No, I don't think that it was, man. <laughs> On our end, it just sounded like a tidal wave. That is mean. Yeah. <laughs> On this end, it was like... <laughs> well, it definitely wasn't that thing. It was nothing I could hear on my end. Yeah, you I'm better gonna, not say anything. She listens about to the show. Either. She listens to the show. God, you should kick his ass for that, Connie. Yep. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. A mixtape. Who needs a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Who needs a mixtape? Oh. So come on, now listen to our mixtape. Raise the roof and move your feet. Come along and laugh with our mixtape. Ha 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 ha. So come on, let us listen to our mixtape. Sing along and clap to the beat. Settle in and listen to our mixtape. And now the music finishes. Enjoy our pork chop sandwiches. Holy shit, it's that time again. A regular freaking episode of the Mixtape Podcast. I am, I'm going to try it. I'm Jason. Holy shit, I'm Jason Emmett. I'm Stuart D. I'm Casey Masterpiece. No, I'm Twisted Good Matt. And you know who's not here? Spanky. Everyone else. Where do you go, Spank hey, Dog? Daddy Spank Dog. He's supposed to be here for this epic freaking episode, and, and he's not because he's got a headache. Yeah. We love you anyway, but we got a headache. Yeah. I wasn't going to bust his balls. Once I mean, again, headaches, oh, no, but... that's what we do. We bust each other's balls when we're not on the okay. show. And yeah, again, got a headache. down with your headache. I'm so sick of Spanky. hearing that. The other night, I'm like, Spanky, give me a blowjob. No, I got a headache. You know, <laughs> I'm just I'm tired of it, Spanky. <laughs> Tired of it. Um, <laughs> hope you feel better, man. Uh, so you are listening to the Mixtape Podcast. Hopefully you guys have been sticking around, checking out all the interviews and the Twisted Kids and all the fun shit we've been giving you. Hey, I want to thank everybody. Matt doesn't know this yet, and he's going to get all giddy with excitement and shit. What? But, uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, the uh, show has been doing really well, and because the show has been doing really well, uh, we want to thank all of you guys out there for you know helping us. But with that being said, uh, we we we've got like our first ad apparently on on uh, on the show, which I didn't know that. I don't even know what the ad is. But nice. Yeah. So there you go. I knew Matt would get. I'll tell you what. I hope it's not. What? I hope it's not the parlor ad that <laughs> made me unsubscribe from <laughs> the show. No idea what it is. I have no idea what it is. I just know that it popped up today. So there you go. Hey, uh, if you are a fan of the show, and today's show is going to be kind of extra special. I know you guys seem to like the mixtape episodes, like when we actually do mixtapes, and that's what this episode is. We're going to do a mixtape of breakup songs from the 90s. We've all contributed our stuff. But on top of that, if you guys aren't out there on our Facebook page, which is uh, Tapeworms fans of the Mixtape Podcast, if you're not on our Twitter, which is just mix underscore tape underscore pod, then what you aren't a part of is uh, when we put things out like we did this episode where we asked the listeners to contribute what they would put on stuff, and people did. And that's kind of cool. We got a lot of listener feedback of what they would put on this mixtape as well. So we're going to tell you what those would be. 
Uh, we're on Instagram or some shit, I guess, and TikTok. Although mm-hmm. I haven't, I'm working on some shit, but I've been real busy um, and dealing with a lot of weird shit lately. So I haven't uh, done a TikTok in a little bit. But we are there as well, and you can find us on all those places. You can head over to the website and uh, themixtapepod.com, and there's links to all this shit. So that's the best place to go. Matt, what's your phone number? It is 513-437-2377 or 513-HE-RAD-77. I like that. I've got him trained. Call it to kick those nasty thoughts. <laughs> what the <laughs> Baby got back. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and I wanted to get through it quick tonight because we go through this every week. And we tell you where to go or you can listen to us and all that fun shit. And we hope that you do. Uh, hey, we like to give some love for the people that we love. And please go over and check out our friend Patrick, Scream Queens with a Z, where horror gets gay. Uh, you should go over and check that out. Not a bomb podcast. We love you guys. Thank you for all the, the yes, shout outs thank you've been you. giving us. Um, yeah, yeah. 80s, 90s now. Like all these guys. Uh, hey, you guys, go over and check out all these shows. We, we, we're, we're really grateful to to be able to talk to some of these guys. And, and some of them you'll hear tonight. Well, you won't hear them tonight, but they've given their opinions on a few things. So go over and check out all of those guys. And if I missed you, it's just because I forget a lot of shit because I'm getting old and my brain isn't what it used to be. So we're going to kick off this episode. So I mentioned mentioned guys that tonight's episode we are doing a mixtape uh we put it out there i mm-hmm. said guys here it's the 90s and you just broke up with someone what songs do you put on your breakup mixtape and they delivered a pile of shit every one of them yep. a pile of shit yep. actually the the truth of this whole thing is uh i don't know half of matt's songs <laughs> and I don't know one of the bands that Matt put on. No, I, I know most of Kevin's. There's uh, one band I didn't know. Stu is uh, Stu's is pretty good. I kind of figured. Uh, a lot of Motley Crue. No, just yeah, one. It's all Motley, no, just, it's all Motley. <laughs> Stu just wrote Doctor Feel Good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's the only song. <laughs> God, if it was the eighties, if it was the eighties, you could literally go anything by Phil Collins because like everything he wrote was about his wife leaving him there for a while. Van Halen. But no, it's the nineties and uh we yeah, got might some, as well jump. We got some good shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, wasn't Sammy in there by then? <laughs> you didn't did you not catch the reference? It's a song about breakups, might as well jump. Yeah, I like that. Man. That is not on tonight's episode. So thank her. So we're gonna start off Pop with Matt. Yeah. We're gonna start start off with Maticus. We're gonna go okay. over his. Uh I know every band on here. And two songs. <laughs> Actually, I don't know. I did not know the first band on here. I did not know who they were. Um, never heard of them before. Uh, but I've we've got a song by them. So we're going to start with Matt's first pick. We're going to get right into it tonight. We're not going to beat around the bush because uh, we've been here a long time. Matt's first There's pick. Bush on this list. No. <laughs> Actually, what's funny is one of the songs. I, I'm, I'm going to throw it out right now. See if you can guess. One of the songs on your list, Matt. You got mm-hmm. to keep it. No one else did because you were the first person to give me your list because you thought we were recording a week before we were. Okay. And so you gave me your list super early. Uh, one of Is the songs. Top five or top three? Well, a top five. One of the songs on your list, three other people picked. Well, I, I guarantee it's, I was not it's one of them. Picked by listeners already. And two uh, people on this show. Yeah. Do you know what song it was? I guarantee you it is Don't Speak by No it Doubt. It was Don't Speak by No Doubt. Yep. That was that was yeah. a very popular song. Uh, oddly yeah. enough, I didn't think of it for mine. Yeah. However, uh, you picked uh, this song, and I don't know what it is. So um, this is Matt's first song. 
That is a band called Phoenix TX, and that a song is called All My Fault. Phoenix TX, this is an American pop punk band uh, originally formed as River Phoenix, uh, spelled weird. So it's Phoenix TX. No, it's looking like a Phoenix cat. Or Phoenix TX. Well, it's Phoenix. It's spelled Phoenix. Uh, they formed as River Phoenix in 1995 in Houston, Texas. They uh, had to change their name because the estate of River Phoenix sent a cease and desist. Boo. So with a new name and a new label, they re-recorded a majority of their 1997 album, and then they added the song to it. Uh, I don't know the song. came out in July of 1999, debuted at uh, number 115 on the Billboard 200, and reached number three on Billboard's Top Heat Seekers. The hit single, All My Fault, received heavy radio and TV airplay, triggered through the song's integration in the TV movie Jailbait. I... Don't know this band. I and I am a person who thinks like I, I like quite a bit of punk, especially from the nineties. That's mm. kind of with my punk era. And I don't know this song, man, and I don't know this band. But Matt, why don't you tell the folks at home why you chose this song in this band? Uh honestly, I probably saw Jailbait and was was like, this song is catchy as hell, and then I just kind of started listening to it. Was like this is one of the songs that like it kind of captures that moment of like you know, during, a, you know, to tie it into the breakup part, it captures that, you know, realization that like maybe you were the problem in the relationship. Oh, if it was you, and, I guarantee uh, you were. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've had I've had breakups over cheese whiz before, so <laughs> probably. Um, that's I mean, <laughs> if bitch be taking your cheese whiz, bitch be getting kicked out. Time to slap she a bitch. Did. And Stu like, don't, it, Stu don't call it cheese whiz. Stu calls it squeeze cheese. cheese. And you don't fuck with Stu's. Cheese whiz is actually in a jar. You don't fuck with. Squeeze cheese is something. Cheese whiz is also in a can. Oh. Stu is actually correct. You don't fuck. No, you can get squeeze cheese whiz. Cheese whiz in a can. This yeah. this in particular was in absolutely, and you don't fuck with Stu's triscuits and cheese squeeze yeah, cheese. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I would never fuck with your triscuits or your squeeze triscuits. cheese. Domestic okay. violence will happen. So the next song on Matt's list, I do I know do know the band actually fairly well. Okay. Don't know that I know the song, but I do know the band um, probably better than anybody else in the room beside you. But here you go. Love was grand until the magic day she turned me into nothing. Let's talk about something else. I'm starting not to see myself. She went so far away, but I still see her every day. Nothing. Let's talk about something else. That is the Aquabats, the story of nothing. It's my um, favorite bands. I know the Aquabats because I had a friend years ago that was really into them, and so that's how I got introduced to the Aquabats. This is off their album, The Fury of the Aquabats. It's the second album by uh, the Aquabats, released October 28, 1997. Uh, the Story of Nothing was the sixth track uh, for this pseudo-ska band. I guess they were pretty ska. Okay. Uh, the Fury proved to be the band's minor commercial breakthrough, peaking at number 172 on the Billboard Hot 200 chart, or one of the Billboard, the Billboard 200 charts. So, Matt? Uh, real quick. Real quick. Real quick. Real quick. 
Can anybody listening to that clip tell me who the drummer was? Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Collins. Phil Collins and the Aquabats. It was actually Travis Barker. This was one of his early Oh, that's bands. cool. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, he, he played on that album uh, as Baron Von Tito. I just love that he's uh, like, from that clip, tell me the drummer. Dude, we're not that adept. Right? <laughs> Travis, <laughs> Barker, Travis Barker. Travis Barker. And we're not replaying Kevin's that. like, Phil Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Ringo Starr. <laughs> Which you know you could say Ringo Starr and you might get it right because he did a lot of That's he split a lot of drums for a lot of people out there. Why did you pick I, this song? Ironically, okay, the reason I picked this song it again the Aquabats is one of my favorite songs or one of my favorite bands rather, and uh, this song specifically was actually one of like two or three songs off that specific album that almost made it onto this list. I had to narrow it down, and that one specifically just kind of captured. You know, I, I was trying to go for like different like feelings that you get whenever you're having, you know, going through a breakup. Mm. And this one is just like, you know, you were really close with a person and then suddenly just they act like you never existed. Not like you life. didn't exist. Yeah. yeah. I think we'll, we'll hit on that a couple of times throughout here. So yeah. it's funny because like we, we throw this list together and obviously at some point we're going to do the 80s version as well. And I think when I said the 90s at first, like... um so Spankdahl couldn't make it on this episode, but I, I will read his list off. We won't go through all the songs, but I'll go through his list. It was it was a little hesitation, like, oh, shit, can I do 90s? And then I think you guys kind of figured out once you started doing it, it was way easier than you thought. Mm. Probably you had to, like said, narrow stuff off the list. And we had a lot of people hitting on the same songs, but I don't know, man. There was this, uh, the the 90s, like the 80s for me were a more upbeat time. I definitely was a lot more moody in the 90s. So I could, <laughs> thank you, Grunge. I could, yes, thank yeah, you, Grunge. Don't grunge, worry, they make, they make an appearance or two on here. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the 90s were a way more moody time, mm -hmm. so I think it was way easier. And plus, I wasn't going through major, I went through one breakup in the 80s because I was a, I was a, you know, kid. And I wouldn't call it like tragic, but in the nineties is when I was old enough to go through like some heartache breakup sort of shit. It's so hard. What's funny though, I will to say this. Say goodbye. Uh, so <laughs> let's 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 ask this question. I know his answer. Mm. I'll see if he remembers my answer. Um, doesn't have to be from the nineties, but not. A, do you guys have a breakup song that is like the song? Does it can be from any area that you just tend to always listen to when you break up? And I know what yours is. So I know what Stewie's is. The Big and the Strong from Notorious B.I.G. No, just kidding. That's, that would be fucked up. <laughs> you, had that, you had that in your back pocket. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's got to be something to that about, like, yes, this is definitely. So. Um, let's see. I know Stew's. Can Stu remember mine? Stew's is, don't know what you got till it's gone. Mm. I love when he sings on the show, guys. So, yeah. Don't know what it is I did so wrong. Oh, oh. Um, so he's in the room. Willie Nelson Ooh. on the Fuck road. Fuck you, with the <laughs> Nelson. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's Def Leppard. Oh, uh, pour some sugar on me. Yes, yes. That, no. Yeah. yeah. With a photograph? No. no. Have you ever needed someone so bad? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was always mine. 
You guys, do you guys have a breakup song? Just a song. I that don't you would, have a breakup song, but it was to. pretty easy to come up with a list. I'll I just mean like there. every time. Well, you only broke up with like one person. Well, well no, in the eighties, yeah. <laughs> all the ballads were breakup. That's songs. That's true. A lot much. of them were. As like yeah. every rose has its thorn. Like it couldn't make this list. I'm sure it'll be on the eight. Everybody's eighties. Molly Crew had yeah. a shit ton of them. Yeah. Mm. You're right. Every every hair metal band had a freaking love ballad, and they were always like. Depressing as hell about breaking up with somebody. <laughs> Surprisingly, right. Matt, did you have a breakup song though? Like a song you just tended to go to? I was a dateless loser. <laughs> <laughs> it was "Loser" by Beck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so Matt's next song, uh, everybody knows, and it's a great song. And honestly, um, I actually considered this song for a minute, and then I didn't do it. And I'm glad you did because it's a great song. That's Blink-182, damn it. Matt, I got to say, your song. breakup songs are very upbeat. Uh, and you like Travis Barker. So this is Damn It by well, Blink-182, also known as Growing Up. And this Travis came out. Barker didn't play on that. Oh, this yeah, that's right. It was before him. Yep. It's funny that you say that, though, dude. It's funny. You say this song is upbeat, and this is one of those kind of... Um, you got to look at the lyrics. This is one of those songs yeah. that will deceive the shit out of you, because mm-hmm. while it sounds upbeat, the song is actually... like. Even that clip I played, like he's sounds saying, like you want to like smash something. He's like, sa- well, he's saying in the clip, like it's okay, you can say whatever you want about me at this point. I'm not going to argue with you. It's just to, like talk shit about up. me. Yeah, he pretty much, and uh, it's a great song. Uh, this, this was growing up. This is uh, Blink 182, uh, second single from the group's second studio album, Dude Ranch, uh, written by uh, Mark Hoppus. Actually, the song concerns maturity and growing older. It was written uh, about a fictional breakup and the difficulty of seeing a former partner with someone else and watch them move on and hear them like talk shit about you. And we've, I think most of us have experienced that mm. to some degree or another. Uh, the song became the band's first hit single, reaching number 11 on the Billboard's Hot Modern Rock charts. So there you go. It's a great song. Great song. I love Blink-182. Yeah, I love that. Um, and this yeah. was a real early Blink song. And it's funny because if you listen to this, it's a... If you really listen to it, it's it's a little grungier than some of their stuff that would come down the road. A little like it's a little it's punk, grittier. Yeah, it's way more punk. It's not as polished no. as some of their stuff. And I didn't realize that at the time. Like, but you know, later on, you listen to some Blink stuff, and you're like, this is a little more polished than than that yeah. stuff was. So it's a great song, man. Tra- Travis joined the band and. They kind of changed the band changed as a whole. Kicked out Phil Collins. I mean, Collins. They, they still had the same. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> got, <laughs> got rid of Phil, and they uh, and they had to fill the spot. If you know. oh. and, uh, um, yeah, it's funny because yeah, yeah. can can you tell what I was listening to in the nineties? Yeah, I can specifically tell, yeah. late nineties primarily. A lot yeah. of ska and a lot of punk, mm-hmm. yeah. exactly, and a lot of uh, Wilson Phillips uh, <laughs> and Lisa Loeb. Um, yeah. So. What's funny though is if I you listen, intentionally did not put either of those on this list. You so. say I talk so all the time. So I didn't know what I forgot about that one. And you say it's a great song, man. This is a good song. Stay. stay. <laughs> what was that, Stu? <laughs> Hold on. Somebody just choke a cat. Sing Lisa Lope for it. Did someone stay. just choke a cat? <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's funny though because when you talk about, uh, you said like 
they got a little. We were saying they got a little more polished and everything. They still sound like Blink One Eighty Two. Like the 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 foundation of the music is still pretty much the same, but it's just yeah. a cleaner sound, which some people probably hate. I don't. I like most of Blink stuff. I think they're pretty good. So I'll say two things about this next band. I know the band did not know the song, mm. and uh, tried to get them on the show, but not doing interviews right now. That's what I was told. So can't have them on the show, and I'm sorry for that. But here's the song. Uh, I, I'm going to play the are clip you, of the song and see wait, if... Are you blowing my mind right now? That, that's no. something that happened? That happened. Who's blowing what? I'm going to see if either of the two guys behind me can name this band from this clip. All right. Tenfo five, yes. Oh, yeah. Kevin knocks it out of the freaking park. I was actually thinking about putting this on there, but yeah, Benfold five. Benfold. Uh, I tried to get Ben Fold on the show. Uh, currently, they they said they really appreciated it and they seemed very very nice, but he's not doing any interviews. There was actually a song from this album that I was actually thinking about putting on here, but you know. Yeah. So yeah, that is but yeah, that is yeah, that is song for I the dump. I thought about that one and I was like, oh wait, what song? song for the dump? What song? Songs for the dump. Oh, I'm oh, oh, sorry. The was, uh, shit, I forgot the name of it. Brick. Uh, brick. Yeah, it, it could have been brick. It was probably brick. Yeah. So um, this is song for the dump though, which makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah. Whatever and ever, amen. Which is great, great title for an album. Is the second album by Ben Folds Five. Uh, came out in 1997. Uh, this was the fourth track off that album. Uh, on the original pressing, this is great. I don't know if you guys knew this, and of course, you know, you find this out doing research. On the original pressing of this album, there was actually a hidden track uh, featuring a clip of a real argument in the studio between uh, Folds, Sledge, and Jesse inserted between Brick and Song for the Dumped, right? So. Speaking to, uh, I think, like a magazine in like 1999, Fold said that the clip was, quote, a painfully documented real argument that kept bringing up bad feelings. So we decided to get rid of it and left the first pressing to be a collector's. Better to keep the band together. It was really ugly. <laughs> so I just think that that's really cool. Ooh, they had an argument, a real argument. They recorded in the studio and they put it as a hidden track. So nice. They did a cover of uh, "Bitches Ain't Shit" from Snoop Dogg. <laughs> that's yep, pretty good too. They do a lot of really cool covers, actually. Yeah. yeah. When you well, when I saw this on the on your list, I was like, oh, they'd be really cool to talk to. And so I reached out but right now uh, they said he's ben's not doing any interviews currently and uh but they were very very nice and they were like you know but thank you for reaching out to awesome. us we really appreciate it so yeah i thought that was cool so i really appreciate yeah, that I'd they did to that talk to him. i would too thought that'd be a really interesting person to speak to so but it sounds like you know ben right now won't speak to us or or you know more more than that he oh, won't speak geez. he don't Is this speak a segue no. and if it's real i don't Ah, don't speak by no doubt. This is the song that Stewie tried to add. This is the song that Spanky tried to add. 
And this is the song that was one of the ones recommended by more than one of our listeners to this and show. Pretty much mm. everybody. And and amazingly enough, I didn't even think about the song, which Neither is what? Yeah, it's a good song. It's a great song off a fantastic album. This mm. is no doubt from their third studio album, Tragic Kingdom, in 1996, uh, 1995, rather. This album was fucking incredible. It makes me endlessly upset to think that that some demon took over the body of Gwen Stefani <laughs> and created the Gwen that is today because this Gwen is awesome and I often say this Gwen would have kicked the pr- the new Gwen's the posh ass. Gwen, uh, Gwen because yeah. is today Gwen Stefani and no doubt were it was just a band that like came and like took the world by storm agreed lead singer Gwen Stefani and her brother Eric Stefani wrote the song originally as a love song the song then went through several rewrites and different versions, and then Gwen ended up changing the song and making it a breakup song. Apparently, there was a, an actual love song version of the song originally created, and it written and, and everything. Uh, but she went through a breakup with uh, Tony Canal, who was actually the, the guitarist right? in the band, yeah. and changed player, yeah. yeah changed the song to be about their they they were together for like six or seven years, mm. and after they broke up, she decided that. To, to make it a, a breakup song about him and Matt, I mean, it's pretty obvious why you picked he's this song. Still in the band for some reason. Jeez. Well, it's awkward. You got a band, and you're. Yeah. Well, he's still in the band. Does the band exist anymore? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know. All I know I is that the fact is they broke up and stayed in a band together. That shit is bananas. Yeah. B a n a n a s. You got that right. Yep. They they Fleetwood Mac'd it a little bit. Few times she's been around that track. Yeah, she's a hollaback girl. <laughs> this dude just looked like somebody physically kicked him in the nose. Like, oh, why? Oh, uh, uh, I give up. This shit is banana. B-A-N-A. This shit is banana. The hollaback girl just fucking got me. I give up. That's when it started declining. I mean, I kind of liked that song a little, and I didn't know why. Well, that was her... Yeah, uh, solo that was her when yeah. she went, started going solo. Yeah. And that, but that's when she really started down the course to, like, we ain't coming back from this shit. Yeah, yeah when she became posh and bougie mm-hmm. and all that yeah. kind of bull. Yeah. Now, like I, I said, will say this. Connie and I went and saw them in Kansas City several years ago. And holy shit, they put on a show. I bet they that, did. Yeah, oh, I'm sure they're talking about, no doubt. Oh, my God. You talking about Gwen as a... You had no, this no kind doubt. of punk, person, oh, no this doubt. punk chick with like attitude, mm-hmm. and now she's like, "Look at my nails," you know. Like, yeah. I think Gwen from the nineties I mean, would have punched Gwen from the twenty yeah. twenties right Granted, in the face. She was a kid back then, and she's no, she was older. just a girl. <laughs> oh my god! You can't see his face. Oh. It was very like, what the fuck? No, she was just a girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we I want to show that my <laughs> I gotta ask you a question How long were you holding that? You were waiting He's, he's like Somebody's gonna say something And I'm gonna be able to He had it in the barrel He's like This is in the fucking barrel And he just was like Pop he's like, There it is I chambered it And I pulled the trigger So Show that fucking mic Oh god I love it <laughs> That's Damn it. That's some good <laughs> shit right there. Yeah, that was some good shit. Oh. All right. So now we're moving into KC stuff. Hey, do you guys want me to run through Spanky's stuff and just tell you what he picked before yeah, we go? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he's not here. So Spanky's list is uh, it's Spanky, and uh, I love that it is. Kiss. It's, 
No, there's no Kiss on it, actually. His list is very spanky. It's very eclectic. ACDC. And, uh, no, no ACDC. Actually, the first song on Spanky's list is Nookie by Limp Biscuit. Oh, shit. I which, forgot about uh, that. Which came out in 1999. <laughs> um, I will read the little bit on it. Uh, guitarist Wes Borland said the following about the lyrical content. Uh, he said, the music was cool, but I didn't like the lyrics at all. The funny thing is that Nookie was actually the working title. When we were in the studio, there was a porn magazine that had the word Nookie on the cover. So I was like, this song's called Nookie. He said, I never thought that someone would actually run with it. I suppose it's all my fault. Fred Durst then said, it's all about my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> How she treated me like shit. And I couldn't leave her. Wouldn't get over it, he said. She screwed my friends and used me for the money. I tried to figure out what I did it and figured I did it all for the nookie. What? For the nookie. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, wow, uh, you should go on tour with Thank that. Yeah, pretty fucking good, right? Yeah, like, I know. Like I told, he's in the room. I know. I've told the story before on the show, and I gotta tell it again, though. Yeah. I don't remember who it was. Some comedian though said they were in the green room. They were on a, a talk show. Mm. They're in the green room, and the musical guest. It might have been Saturday Night Live, but the mus- the the musical guest was was uh, Limp Biscuit and Fred Durst. They said was in the room next to him, and they said, you know how most people. We'll be like, la, 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 trying to warm up. They said all you could hear is Fred Durst going, take a look around, take a look around, take a look around. (laughs) 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 Uh, I will say this. um, I I did not like this song back then. I didn't like Limp Bizkit back then at all. Um, I've kind of like grown to kind of think they're kind of cheesy, dumbass fun now, some of it. Uh, but this Their new this, album is kind of fun, to be this honest. This album did really well, man. Mm, it was yeah. on the charts for 11 weeks. It, it, it actually got it garnered them a Grammy nomination, and, and they were beat by Metallica's Whiskey in a Jar. So it's not like, I don't know. It's, yeah. <laughs> it was a, a lot of people kind of shit on Limp Bizkit for I was a big a fan. I, Stu was a big fan. But I, I, I was as well. I, dude, I'm not even going to lie. I straight up listened to Limp Bizkit today on my way home from work. That's fair. Yeah. So. Well, I always say like what you like, man. Mm-hmm. Don't let anybody fucking, unless yeah. it's whole, and then fuck them. And, um, and not going not gonna to lie, one of my honorable mentions is Limp Bizkit. So. What song? Break Stuff. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I, yes. get, I get it. That yes. would have been, been a good song. Yeah. Uh, next yeah. on Spanky's list was Crying by Aerosmith, which I think is great. 1993 mm-hmm. came from the album Get a Grip. Uh, this is when Aerosmith kind of had that huge resurgence, man. Yeah. They were like everything again. The song sold like Armageddon. his daughter and everything with Alicia Silverstone. Uh, she's not in this video, actually, is she? She's in, uh, uh, is she in Crying? She is in Crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alicia Silverstone. Stephen Dorff was in this fucking video, man. Yeah. It was a huge the thing. Gate, um, yeah. yeah. Little Stevie Dorff. Uh, the song sold like 500,000 copies, man. The song was huge. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a big deal. Great album, too, by the way. Uh, Guns N' Roses Don't Cry was on Spanky's list. Don't you cry. I'm always heaven above you, baby. I sound better than Axl Rose currently sounds, by the way. I, just want, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard him recently, but God. Uh, Axel, but, come on the show. Defend your title. <laughs> yeah, right. yes, dare you. Please. I dare you to. There's some really cool shit about this song. It kind of sucks that... Uh, so I got to tell you what this song, the, what they said about this song. This, so this song is interesting, right? So there, there are actually 
two versions of the song, which were released on the, at the same time on different albums. The version with the original lyrics is on Use Your Illusion 1, and the version with the alternate <coughs> lyrics is on Use Your Illusion 2. Only the, the only thing that, that the vocal tracks are different, and, uh, but only in the verse. There's also a third version of the song that was officially released on the single for the song, which was recorded during Appetite for Destruction back in 1986. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, the song reached top ten in a lot of countries. Um, uh, so the song was written by Rose and <coughs> Axl Rose and Stradlin. And the, uh, so in the special collector's edition of Rolling Stone dedicated to the band, uh, Corey Groh quotes Axl Rose as saying, it was about a girl that Izzy had gone out with, and I was really attracted to her, and they split up. I was sitting outside the Roxy, and I was really in love with this person, and she was realizing this wasn't going to work. She wanted to do other things, and she was telling me goodbye, and I sat down and just started crying, and she was feeling me, uh, don't cry the next night. Or she was telling me, don't cry, and the next night we got together and wrote the song in five minutes. And all I can think when I'm reading this is I bet Axl Rose is a really ugly fucking crier. <laughs> no, like snap. <laughs> just wiping his tears away with his bandanas. Yeah. That's like Brett Michaels. I'm sure he's got the bandana thing too. He's always just asking, Where did you go now? <laughs> nice. Why, yeah, yeah. Oh, where did you go now? Sorry. I can't. This is going to be a lot of singing on the sips. The next song that Spank Dog put on his list, I'm kind of upset that I didn't think of. Mm. It was Roxette. Uh, it must have been love. Great song. Here's the here's the bomb that I'm going to drop on you. Uh, this is the second version of the song. This one came out in 1990 for the movie Pretty Woman. But they had a version that came out in 1987 that most people didn't know. That was a Christmas song called It Must Have Been Love, Christmas for the Broken Hearted. That's a true fucking story. And none of y'all fucking knew that. Nope, I didn't. Nope. Yeah, so they were asked to do a song for the Pretty Woman soundtrack in 1990, so they took the song that they already had, and they retweaked it, and they made it into this version. They took out the Christmas references, and there you go. Roxette was a great band, man. They were wonderful. Oh, didn't you also tell me that they have four versions There are four different versions of this song that have been released by Roxette, four different fucking versions of the song. Uh, all a one of them being in Swedish. One of them is a Swedish Christmas version of the song. Stu, yeah. can you sing the Swedish version? <laughs> Please sing the Swedish version. Yeah, of go for it. Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> wow, <laughs> better than I expected. Actually, I thought it was just going to be. Must have been the. Must be love Swedish. <laughs> the last song in Spanky's list, I'm very. This is a great fucking song, and it was an awesome song for him to put on. Slide whistle down. Uh, the last song on Spanky's oh. list is Tracy Chapman's "Give Me One Reason." Yep, that's written yeah, and performed one, by man. American singer songwriter Ch- Tracy Chapman. It was included on her fourth studio album in 1995, released as a single. Uh, the song is Chapman's biggest hit to date, reaching number three on the Billboard Hot 100. She first performed Give Me One Reason during her 1988 tour, seven years uh, before its actual release on an album. She also performed the song in December uh, 1989 episode uh, when she was on Saturday Night Live. So she was performing this song for quite a while before she actually recorded it on an album. Um, And uh, she earned a Grammy for the song, uh, Best (coughs) Rock Song for the track. And 
Also nominated for Record of the Year, Song of the Year, and Best Female Rock Vocal Performance at the Grammy Awards in 1997. So there you go. Those were Spank Dog's picks. So he's not here, but he's here in spirit. He's got a headache. <laughs> there you go. Now we're going to go into KC Masterpiece. It's about to get weird. And you know what? what I'm looking forward to it. I think Spanky, or Spanky, I think KC's not uh, not at all sorry about his list. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, he, I think he searches for the very obscure. I think, no, no, he's not that obscure. Here's his first song. What else could I write? What? what? I don't right. Did not what even That's right. Nirvana's All Apologies from 1993 uh, in utero. Nominated for two Grammys and was included into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame list of the songs that shaped rock and roll. Dave Grohl said uh, Kurt Cobain wrote the, uh, wrote the song in their small apartment and then said, I remember hearing it and thinking, God, this guy is such a, has such a beautiful sense of melody. I can't believe he's screaming all the time. Which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I would say that the uh, so the unplugged version actually featured uh, featured Pat Smear of the Germs and later, of course, of Foo Fighters um, on guitar and is considered by some the su- far superior version of the song mm. uh, the unplugged. As we all know, uh, Nirvana's unplugged is one of those just like classic unplugged yeah. albums, and the version yeah. of All Apology off there is in some Kinda ways. Kind of like how Cool J's was. What considered unplugged. Considered to be oh, um, I'm gonna knock you out. Yeah. Considered to be one of the best. Anyway, why do we? Why do we? Why do we listen to him? Why do I we don't know. KC, you picked this song. <sighs> For me, it's like after you get the breakup in, it's like my depression goes into like a weird wave. So it's like at the beginning stage of the depression. So the uh, my uh, all apologies because I'm not sure what the fuck I did, but you know I just want to say to the girl. My apologies. And then it just kind of creeps up. And then he figures the next part out, he's still apologizing for himself because of this. It's such a selfish way to lose the way you lose these wasted blues, these wasted blues. Tell me that it's nobody's fault, nobody's fault, but my own. You see, God, I've never realized how like Beatles influenced that fucking song. Is, yeah, by the way. very. I've never heard that song. That's oh, from Beck's on. That's uh, mutations. mutations. That's uh, nobody's fault by my own, but my oh, own. By, by okay. my yeah, own that's mutation. when um, that's when Ma calls the uh, the paramedics to kind of break in the door. <laughs> and, uh, gotta, gotta bring me back to life. Mutations, <laughs> nineteen ninety-eight. Uh, when asked about the story behind Nobody's Fault But My Own, Beck said, Well, I went down to my basement, it was raining outside, and I wrote it. Uh, Danny Wright of The Guardian ranked Nobody's Fault But My Own the fifth best Beck song and wrote that it is the song you play as you hit, uh, as you sit in the dark of your room, uh, ruining the pe- days past, even the title, Dripping in Introspection. So You see, that's the way I you know, kind of uh, feel about it, so yeah. Mutations and that it's very like it's got that kind of sitar. Oh yeah, it's very Beatles, very Mm -hmm. like late Beatles when they were doing the whole like Harry Krishna. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
you know, it's very, um, you know, uh, life goes on within you without you kind of mm-hmm. stuff there. The next song on Casey's list, I don't know the song, and I, honest to God, just a full disclosure, I didn't even know the fucking band, and I'm pretty sure I got the right song, but I swear this song came straight from the 60s, uh, so <laughs> if I got it wrong, dude, I apologize, but uh, let me find it here, because it's on here somewhere. Yeah, so before... I, if well, it is, we'll pause, and you can... No, it's on here, one. it's on here. Um, I, I'm going to ask, We don't say what it is, um, don't say the name of the song or the name of the band, but what, where, where why... I'm trying to think of what it is. Oh, it's this. <laughs> yeah. You all the stories, they just couldn't be true. Listen oh. Till I hear them from you. Uh, the Jayhawks. This is the Jayhawks, and the song is called Bad Times. It's from yeah. 1995. Is it from Kansas City? Or Kansas? Off the album Tomorrow, The Green Grass. Why do you think they're from Kansas? Jayhawks. City Jayhawks. Oh, I got you. Uh, This is the first, the fourth studio album by the Jayhawks, released in February of 1995. Peak number 92 on the Billboard 200 chart. Uh, Bad Time is the seventh track off this album. I, you know, it's just one of those songs that I'm trying to pick myself up from the depression. But, you know, I'm still kind of feeling melancholy. So this is kind of like a, a weird, you know, kind of like. Uplift. I gotta ask, Stu, Matt, do you guys know the band the Jayhawks? No, I don't think I do. That's a. I mean, I've heard that style. But that, like well, that is a straight like, up sixty throwback. That's what it sounds mm-hmm. like one hundred percent. That is a throwback. It to sounds the 60s. like something Weezer would have done. Ish. Ish. I mean, it yeah, really yeah. takes me to back to the sixties, man. That's like that's a, some throwback. I wasn't alive in the sixties, but to the music, you know, it's you a, weren't. Yeah, I wasn't. I was. In you were alive in the sixties, and thought in nobody's mind. No. No. Actually, no. Well, I was thinking about like throwing in some R.L. Burnside, and that would have took you down like a real, you know, bluesy. Never heard of that one either. Uh, the next pick on Casey's list, uh, I actually was not considering this song, but um, I had considered this artist. So uh, let's just go ahead and play this. And what's funny is the last song on your list, I also have that artist, yeah. but not that song. Mm. So here you go. I considered this artist for my list, and uh, he put this artist on. Please forgive me for my distance. Shame is manifest in my resistance to your love. To your love. To your love. Great Steve, album. Do you know who this is? Uh, is what's your name? The Dick Criminal. Yes. Yep. Fiona, Fiona Apple. Apple. I love Criminal, and I consider Criminal, which is weird because it would have been a weird breakup song, but I've been kind of obsessed with Criminal lately. Yes, this is Fiona Apple. Hot video. Yeah. Uh, to Your Love, the second track <laughs> off Win the, pa- Win the Pawn. It's the second studio album from Fiona Apple. Yeah. Uh, released by Epic Records in the United States on November 9th, 1999. Mm-hmm. Take it away, Casey. Again, you know, weird depression gets kind of, you know, goes in waves. So I'm kind of going back in a downward spot. And then uh, <laughs> just kind of. Wait, through. you keep saying I've kind of went into a downward. You've been in it on every oh, song. Yeah, apparently. totally. Just yeah. Just, down. There's, yeah no, there's no up song on Casey's list. I think all no, of us kind of have an up song except for Casey. No, 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 pretty much. Yeah. Except for Casey. I'm a fucked up hey, person. Man. <laughs> Not gonna lie, sometimes it takes a long time to get over things like yeah. that. I'm a fucked up person. Sometimes it's like four or five songs to get over. 
In this case, five. And here's his fifth. That's Mick Jagger right there. You see, he based that video off of me going through the uh, you know the streets of Cincinnati, screaming at the top of my lungs, saying, "Has anybody seen my baby?" It got a little awkward there. <laughs> I had to sue him. <laughs> you had to sue Jagger. Didn't <laughs> yeah, you? I lost. This is Rolling Stones. This is 1997, uh, "Bridges to Babylon," uh, written by Rolling Stones vocalist Mick Jagger and guitarist Keith Richards, and uh, writing credits were added. For Katie Lang and Ben Mink, due to the similarities uh, with the 1992 hit Constant Craving. Hmm. Uh, in the United States, it peaked at number three on the Billboard's mainstream rock chart, and oddly enough, will not be the only Rolling Stone song to make this playlist. Uh, odd considering they started off in the 50s, and yet in the 90s, they had a big enough impact that two of us thought of this band. Yeah. Um, but mine was not off of this album. That's the hint. It's it's one of my tracks. is a Rolling Stones track as well, a song that I absolutely love. Voodoo Lounge? Was it, it is on okay. Voodoo Lounge, yeah, which is a great album. My mom bought it, and I, it was, uh, I, I am not what one would call a massive Stones fan. I mm-hmm. like some Stone songs. But I, my mom and I had this weird thing that we felt Jagger... Not that we we always liked Jagger, but we felt like he got better with age. Like his voice actually there for a minute in the nineties got like I I would agree. Yeah, you know, it was like a real crisp resurgence thing going to his voice. So next we're gonna go into my list and we're gonna finish with Stewie D tonight. Well we're not gonna finish with Stewie D. We're gonna finish with the listeners list. But Stewie will be the last one on the show. I don't like where your microphone is right now. Other people have to talk into that thing. Get it off your balls. Uh <laughs> with that being said. <laughs> He's <laughs> sitting on his right testicle now. Get it off your balls. All Get right. it off your balls. It's Casey Kasem. Next up is the track from Jay Emmett. This is a song taking you all the way back to 1995. That's right. We're going to take you back for good. Gotta leave it. Gotta leave it all behind now. Whatever I said, whatever I did, I didn't mean it. Just tell me the song and I'll sing it. You'll be right and understood. Stewie giving me a look. No. That is back for good by a band called Take That. 1995 off the album Nobody Else. Written by lead singer Gary Barlow. It topped the UK charts at number one and hit the top ten in the US. You might know the band as the origin of one Robbie Williams. Anyway, Barlow claims he wrote this uh, critically acclaimed pop song in about 15 minutes because he's a braggart. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm so good at writing 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, but Beck wrote his song in five, so five. suck it. Five yeah. minutes. So take that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, this, so this yeah. is Take That is the band that Robbie Williams started with. Uh, oddly yeah. enough, he wasn't I seem to least. recall the video just was like a lot of slow motion and like... Fans blowing people's hair back. No, shit. it's just like the guys walking around outside in the rain, like with coats, flinging their arms up and doing weird it's dances. It's brilliant. It's cheap, oh, yeah. and they get all the <laughs> it's money. <laughs> it's in black and white. This song is great. I uh, this song I used to make fun of. I, uh, I always talk to my my friend Missy. Mm. Um, I remember first hearing the song because 
we used to I used to hang out with her and and uh, a couple other friends, and they would listen to the song all the time, and I used to make fun of them for it. Then slowly I realized the song was growing on me. <laughs> Until now, mm-hmm. I'm like in my car, like I'll hit play, and I'm like, whenever I'm wrong, it's time to understand song. my love of Wilson Phillips. <laughs> I do. Well, everybody yeah. loves Wilson Phillips. Everybody loves just, Wilson Phillips. Just not maybe to the degree that you love Wilson Phillips. I, don't know, I like him a lot. Stu, I'm going to say the next song on my list. You're going to be pissed off that you didn't think of it to put it Probably. on your list. No, a hundred percent. You're going to be mad. So uh, let me go ahead and kick this off and watch Dewey's face. Fuck. Oh, damn it. God, she was hot. Mm, yeah, she was. <laughs> this is Loveful by the Cardigans, man. This is written by about this one a couple times. Peter Svensson yeah. and Nina Person mm. for Swedish. What's with the Swedes tonight? Mm. We, we like the Swedes. Uh, for the rock band, the yeah. Cardigans. This is off their third four, studio four, album. Oh God! Did you just say pork me, pork me? <laughs> no, it said pork. I know, but it me. sounded like you went yeah. pork me, pork. Sounds like my favorite game. Uh, this was off. Oh my God! Thank Kevin. you. Thank Jeez. you. Wow! <laughs> I pulled that trigger. Holy and I shit! God, he man. just got the second barrel of another shotgun. Damn, dude. <laughs> He's, and that was that was an obscure cardigan reference. I know, right? It was. <laughs> Love it, dude. Uh, this was off their third he studio album. First band. You got anything else jammed up in that barrel? Uh, just you wait. First band. Just you wait. First band on the moon, 1996. Uh, it was included on the Baz Luhrmann film Romeo and Juliet, which I had that soundtrack that helped uh, help the song yeah. gain international. Re- it's a great soundtrack. Prasan wrote the lyric of uh, to the song at an airport while waiting for a plane. She later said that the song is quite sad, a quite sad love song. Uh, the meaning of it's quite pathetic, really. She also added that the biggest hits are the ones that are the easiest to write. This song is pretty. It's not, it's not a lie. Yeah, like, okay. Like real sure. catchy line. How, how do you very, know that in advance? Like, this is going to be a hit. It was super easy to write. Well, I mean, it like, just okay. seems to work, you know. She wrote it in four minutes. <laughs> four minutes, 38 <laughs> seconds. This song is really, I mean, its it, we've all kind of felt this way, I think. Mm. Most of us, it's like I break up with someone and like I don't. I just want you back and I don't give a shit. I'll say whatever you want me to say. Just lie to me. I don't care if you really give a shit about me at all. Just tell me that you do. It doesn't fucking matter. Because sometimes you think when you're in that position, it's like, uh, I, I don't want to feel the pain anymore. I'd rather live a lie than feel the pain. And later down the road, you realize that's just fucking stupid. Guys, if you're out there suffering from breakup, they weren't fucking worth it. Don't worry about it. Move on. Casey will date you no matter who you are. <laughs> Boy, girl, he doesn't care. What is that? The claw. Oh, <laughs> no, God. No, 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 we're not bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> So I said, <laughs> long story. We'll tell you the story sometime. So the next okay. song on this list is actually one of my favorite kind of uh, favorite breakup songs of all time. And I said that the Rolling Stones made it onto my list too. Yes, this is off the 1994 album Voodoo Lounge, and this is a wonderful song. All this love from within. Wow. 
This is Out of Tears uh, by the Rolling Stones. The song is credited to Jagger and Richard, uh, but Richard's, but it's mostly a Jagger song. According to Mick Jagger, I used to say, I'm not doing Mick Jagger, guys. Now we're writing songs. I'm going to sit at my desk. Uh, Out of Tears was a little bit like that, where I'm sitting at the piano in Ronnie Wood's studio going, da-da-ding, <laughs> da-da-ding. Then you go and listen to it, and it's got this really good mood because it's you on your own. No one else is there, and you're creating the mood. There's a very sad mood to that song. The Stones are mainly a guitar band, but I think with ballads, sometimes it's nice to move away from that. And when a song is written on a keyboard, you get a different sort of melodic structure. Jeez, it's almost like they just can't get no satisfaction. I know. It's, I, I'm doing it on purpose now. I'll, do, I'll just slow down. I'll just... I'll just. <laughs> Come over here and give me some of that brown sugar. Oh, that okay, okay. That was good. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, I was was trying to work paint it black in there somehow. (laughs) I got no sympathy for the devil. Is what I'm saying. What I like about this song is like seriously. Again, I think we've all felt this way where you Mm. just like. I don't even give a fuck at this point. Like, nope. I'll give an example. We won't name names, but this guy over here, Stuart, he uh, he dated someone, and then they like broke up, and then they had this kind of weird on again, off again, twisted ass thing for fucking a while. I think you get to this point where it's like, I don't give a fuck at this point. You leave. I'm not going to cry anymore. I'm done crying. I'm out of tears for you. I can't fucking cry. You leave this time. It's just the way it is. I think we've all been yeah. in something like that. Mm. It's like I'm out of tears. I I just don't even fucking care anymore. So. That's what kinda, we're saying is, Mike, come back. We miss you. <laughs> we're not saying that. Um, nope. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I've definitely been. And when none of us mean it. Of course, you're still fucking tore up inside. But there's that part. He's like, I don't even give a fuck anymore. When really, obviously, you do. So the next one is another one that none of you guys came up with on your list. Uh, a lot of the listeners did scream this one out. And I'll give a special shout out to Carla, our friend Carla, because she's she she threw it out there. But uh I was really shocked that no one came up. One that was on is on Stewie's list was on my list and got knocked off for this song because guys, this might be the ultimate '90s breakup song. All right. Oh my God, Alana! Sma- they really fucked so up. So we're gonna yeah. get into hey, cut it out. All right. We're gonna get into that. Yeah. So Alana Smore set "Jagged Little Pill." This fucking album came out and like rocked the world. Right? This is 1995. This yeah. album was huge. What's really funny is most people didn't know this. Alana Smore set was was trying to make it as a singer before this, doing like pop music. And like I, I like some of her pop stuff, that but I'm did. saying it just wasn't working for her. Like it, it, so she left the bubblegum pop and went into this alternative thing. And smart move. Uh, this song features Dave Navarro and Flea. Oh, from the Red damn. Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, I and uh, I believe I correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Taylor Hawkins on drums. Uh, you know, I don't know if what? that's true, but if it is, that's fucking awesome. That would be. Oh, he, he was her drummer for a while. So this uh, yeah, 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 I'm gonna, I did look, hear I'm gonna that, look yep. it up real quick. This yeah. song comes out and that this, is true. this, this I do album that. and song come out and like the label wasn't expecting this. They just it like blew their minds, like how big this song be. Like, mm. My fucking mom bought this like everybody bought this album. And um 
so what happened is K-Rocks do. Uh, K-Rock starts playing this song, and it reached the top ten because of it. And Morissette has come out like we all know the story. Is one of you guys said Dave Coulier, and she's never publicly said who the ex-boyfriend in the song is. She's never said it. But in, ni- uh, in 1998, she said, well, I've never, or I'm sorry, in 2008, she said, well, I've never talked about who my songs were about, and I won't because when I write them, they're written for the sake of personal expression. So with all due respect to whoever may see themselves in my songs, and it happens all the time, I never really comment on it because I write these songs for myself, not other people. And comments made on different occasions, actor-comedian Dave Coulier has alternatively admitted to and then denied being the subject of the song. In 1997, the Boston Herald reported that Coulier admitted the lines were very close to home, especially the one about an older version of me uh, and bugging him uh, during dinner. Um, Coulier's former television co-star Bob Saget said in one interview that Bob he... Saget. that he was R.I.P. That he was present when Morissette made the call during dinner. So there you go. Uh, however... Oh, full house. In the 2021 documentary, Jagged, Morissette denied the song is about Coulier. Another name tossed around... Uncle Jesse. ...was Matt LeBlanc, who appeared <laughs> in an early video of hers, and apparently maybe they dated for a minute, so no one really no, knows, but damn. it is widely thought. She was with Dave Coulier for a while, and it's widely thought that that's it's who it's about. kind of ironic, isn't it? the game yes. yeah he got you though yeah. like you were so yeah. close to you should have said don't you think uh, yeah. fuck you. for the record taylor hawkins played drums on tour with her and is in the video for you ought to know that's awesome uh, really i didn't know that part. so this fucking album and this fucking song are this song is like fucking awesome like this song is badass and you know that when you're getting out of that, no, I don't want to. I don't want to be in the depressed stage anymore. I want to be pissed off. There you go, man. Stu's got a good pissed off song in his too. But my list ends with a song that actually, when I say is a breakup, I do have an honor mention one from mine too. Well, I think everybody's got a couple. Yeah. Um, and we'll let you. We'll all we'll go into that. Um, but the last song on my list. Is my coming out of it song, and it actually this song actually does in fact fucking hold meaning trapped for me. Trapped in the closet. Yes, it's trapped in a fucking closet. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, because I get really upset about my ex's peeing all over me and shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, this song holds a very special meaning for me, and uh, so here you go. So I actually dedicated this song to an ex online. <laughs> so wow. this is Little Miss Can't Be Wrong, released October 1992. It's the lead single from the 1991 Spin Doctors debut album, Pocket Full of Kryptonite, which, by the way, uh, is the song is called Jimmy Olsen Blues. 
Pocket Full of Kryptonite, and it's a fucking great song if you never listened to that. But uh, the single reached number 17 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number two on the Billboard album Rock Tracks chart. Lead singer Chris Barron has stated that the song was actually inspired by his relationship with his stepmother, not a girlfriend, despite popular belief that it was written about an ex-girlfriend. He said the song is pretty much about his stepmother being a malignant narcissist and how glad he was when she was gone. But he's also said... He's well. He said in a viral tweet, "My stepmom told me I'd be a janitor. Nothing wrong with that, by the way. And live in the basement of a school and play guitar for the rats. I wrote a song about her. It's called Little Miss Can't Be Wrong. It's been played on the radio three million times." He also said that people can let the song work for whatever they need it to. And for me, it was a great song after a breakup with a particularly horrible ex. Let's just say that. And it Rogue. really hit. Shut the fuck up, Matt. It also hit home. I love the line, like, it's been a whole lot easier since bitch left town. And I'm like, yeah, I feel you. So there you go. For me, Little Miss Can't Be Wrong is uh, a great breakup song. And if you need to get out of the fucking funk, you play a little funk and it all works out. Next, we're going to go into Stewie D's. Uh, Stewie D does have one Motley Crue song on here, but it's not going to be the first song we talked about. The first song we're going to talk about is this little gem right here. Unbreak my heart Say you love me again Undo this hurt Cause when you walked out the door And walked out of my life Uncry these tears I cried so many nights oh, I'm uh, surprised Unbreak my heart by <laughs> Why? Stewie was big into I was big into yeah. 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 Was a big R and B fan back then. Surprised he didn't do. Uh, so he he used to like have the Casey and JoJo album and shit. Like we'd sit in the car and be like, oh my life. Casey and JoJo silk. Used to wear silk shirts. And All for one. He did. That's I did. Not- I had a green <laughs> green silk shirt. I was joking. Well, we're looking. I'm like not I'm looking like an extra from Color Me Bad. We're not. Oh, we're yeah. not joking. He's- green silk shirt. Tick tock, you red don't stop, Steve. Tick tock it up, stop stopping you. Don't. Oh, yeah. Stu's gonna sex you up for about a minute. <laughs> for about a minute. <laughs> oh. Less than. Uh, so, this is, of course, this is Tony right. Braxton. This is uh, off her Secrets album from 1996. Uh, written by Diane Warren and produced by David Foster. It was released as the second single from the album. Uh, it won Best Female Pop Vocal Performance. at the. Th- I love part of this, by the way. We're going to mm. get into uh, at the 39th Annual Grammy Awards. It, it sold over 10 million copies worldwide and nearly 3 million in the United States alone, making it one of the best-selling singles of all time. Unbreak My Heart was sent to Braxton, and she, she said she didn't like this song and didn't want to do it. According to Warren, Tony hated the song. She didn't want to do it at all. Reed was able to convince Braxton to record it, and then later it became like her signature song. Um, following the re- recording session of the song, Braxton approached Warren and explained why she was skeptical about recording it, further explaining that she didn't want another heartbreak track. Unbreak My Heart is kind of a corny sentiment to say, but... Warren said that when she was like thinking of the song, she's like she thought of the line "Unbreak My Heart." And she's like, I don't think anybody ever said that before, and so she wrote a song about it and gave it to Tony Braxton, and she hated it, but look what it did. <laughs> so you know, 
there you go. Stewie Stewie knocks it out of the park with some Tony Braxton. Yeah. It's a that's a that's a great breakup song. It really mm-hmm. is. Uh, it's got a lot of feeling behind it, Stewie. Why did you pick "Unbreak <sighs> My Heart"? Was it because of the feelings? Yes, yes. I like the song. It <laughs> <laughs> it's got a nice beat. You it brought can, a tear to you the can eye. dance to it. Brought a tear to eye. So Stu cheated a little with the next song, but of course he had to put a little Motley Crue on here, and we figured out a way to make it work. So mm. here, yeah. you there you go. This is Without You by Motley Crue. The song was originally released on their 1989 yes. album, Dr. Feel Good. But the, the single and the video for the song were actually released in 1990. Um, so it was released as a single in 1990, and in 1990 it reached number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 charts in the United Ooh. States. So we're going to let Stu have it. Yes. Ooh. Because the single was released in 90. The song, the album came out in 89. Yeah, it came out in late 89, so that's probably why. All the so other than the fact that it's Motley Crue, Stu. Uh, no, it's Motley Crue. I mean, but why did you pick the song other than the fact that it was Motley uh, It was Crue? a beautiful song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful song. It's a beautiful Seriously, why did you pick this song? It's a beautiful song. It's without Stu in your life. Did, what did you just say? It's without Stu in your life. Oh, I thought you said and your wife. And what? Oh, you, exactly. <laughs> oh. Without Stu and uh, your wife. Uh, oh. It's a great song. And yeah. it's it's definitely it's it's a it's a it's a it's got that sentiment of like with you without you like mm. like do you want, can I live? Ooh, uh, nobody picked that song but you too. Uh with or yeah. That's from the 80s. Um I, I do yeah, want to add my true. honorable mention into this one. Your what? Uh, my honorable Uh Don't go away. Just go away. Or don't go away Girl, mad. Just go away. Don't go away mad. That's like the best breakup song. Just go away. It's a good song. Just a great one. I'm going to say do you, that have, do you have Guns N' Roses on this list? He does not. No. no. Um, I'm going to... S- honestly figured that you would have put uh, You Still Love Her on there, but... Stu's not a uh, diehard guy. I, I, I like Guns N' Roses he's, he's a good. lot. I just don't. I'm not in. Depth I think you guys are going to be shocked by a couple of his choices, especially the next one. I've already one. been shocked by Tony Braxton. Well, yeah, then you're going to be really surprise. shocked by the next one. And this is a great song, actually. It's a wonderful song. And when I saw it on Stu's list, I'm like, oh, that was a good fucking pick. And I kind of wish I would have thought of it, but I didn't. But he did. Mm-hmm. I pretend that I'm glad you went away. Tony Rich, or back then known as the Tony Rich Project, this is nobody. What'd you say, Matt? I said, I know the song. I don't know who sings it. Tony Rich, yeah. Talked right over you. Well, nobody knows who sings it, man. I was about to say Babyface for a second. I thought it was Babyface, actually, yeah. Nobody knows it. It sounds very Babyface. Why would I fucking pun up a song? Nobody fucking gives me credit. I, I, I heard it. The song is called Nobody Knows. Uh, it's from the 1996 oh. debut album, Words, released as his debut single on November 7, 1995. The song peaked at number two on both the Billboard Hot 100 and uh, I think some other chart. I think the R&B chart. <laughs> I didn't put that in the <laughs> note. Both that chart and another one. 
and fucking write it. This song's great. Like, I fucking love this song. And I have listened to this song many a time. I believe that was his only hit, though, too. It really it probably was. Yeah, it probably was. But it's a good hit to have. I mean, if he was it had others. Of, like R&B one-hit wonders. There were. If he oh, had yeah. others, there was kind well, of on the low side. Yeah, so they may not have. When we say hit, we're talking like on the Billboard chart. A lot of these R&B guys were actually really big in their R&B circles. Mm-hmm. And I think that happened. Well, a lot, a lot of, of them music. were doing uh, remakes, too. Like All for One did. Or the country that song. Yeah, that must have been a contractual thing because there'd be a country version yeah. and then an RBN version. It's like, it. all right. Well, didn't uh, Usher, don't want to miss a you're thing. You're going to do the song. Right. Tim McGraw's going to do it later. Country song too. Or whatever. Yeah. There was uh, there were two two songs. I don't think like they that. do that much anymore. Like I don't that. think so either. No, I think it was a contract thing. I think it was a, a, a record label thing, not a. Yeah, there were two. Yeah, they wanted to try to get crossover hits a lot. There were two. Now they just have the artists do crossovers. Yeah. It's like Rascal Flats featuring Lil Wayne or something. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That probably exists. So Um, Stu's next one, like, is. Well, actually, Georgia, uh, Florida, Georgia line and uh, Nelly. I mean, there you go. True. Yeah. Dude, Mr. Mullet himself with fucking. Lil Nas X and oh, right, yeah. <laughs> right. Lil Nas X. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus mm-hmm. and right. Lil Nas is like fucking. I kind of like that song, don't I? Actually, it's not bad. <laughs> I like that song, but it's actually so, not bad. So Stu's next song on here is from a band Stu and I both adore and love, and this is a great song, and it kind of works on on this. And the thing about this band is they're very angsty in a lot of what they do. Actually, especially uh, this album, it wasn't till Americana when they started kind of chilling on the angst shit, and we're talking about the Offspring. Hmm. So I don't even know. So this is uh, off. Uh, uh, Ixnay on the Ombre, 1997. This is the Offspring that's gone away. I don't know if this song, is this song about a. I always thought this song was about somebody it's dying. About, I, I feel like it was about somebody but dying. I, could I don't see, know the actual backstory. But I could it. see where it's like where you could almost be like you're in a breakup. And sometimes mm-hmm. it does feel like you've like physically lost somebody like death. I mean, not yeah. the. Uh, the. Sorry, I'm trying to think. A little bit of stroke mouth? Yeah, something okay. like that. <laughs> I, I, think I listen to this song sometimes when I think about my mom. That's depressing as fuck. Yeah, I'm right. sorry. But thank yeah. you for that. It's Just, not necessarily wait, wait. a breakup. Ooh, this gets creepy. Why'd you put it on a breakup? Yeah, that, that's what I said. It's not necessarily a breakup. <laughs> yeah, but I, like, I can see how the two, but no, seriously, like uh, sometimes when you go through a severe breakup, you kind of feel like you physically, like somebody has died. Like a kiss yeah. from a rose from the grave. There's that period, like mm. when you mm. go through a breakup, right? Mm. It's on the gray, not the grave. Yeah, it's the gray. <laughs> <laughs> you're a really dark I was like, I don't want to correct him, but Jay, if you're going to do it. It's yeah, a really dark version of some seal shit over there. The hell? Kiss from a rose on the grave? He just thought that song was about throwing flowers on somebody's Yeah, It's not? There's that moment in a breakup where, like, sometimes you break up and you, like, there's that moment you're like, this it's not real. And Mm -hmm. then when you fucking realize it is real and it's done and you know, like, you you know you're never going to be back with that person again. Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes, in my case, it's like, woohoo! But some, <laughs> <laughs> some people, it's like, oh, shit, you know. So it is kind of feel like somebody died, you know. So I, I could see that. But I, I did always assume the song was about death, and apparently it probably is. The Baby, song be- our love is dead. This song became The Offspring's first number one um, on the hot mainstream rock tracks. I actually didn't know that. Um, I would have thought stuff I, off I Smash. I would have thought something else. But yeah. that's the hot mainstream rock well, track. Smash they really might have had stuff on the alternative track. Smash really didn't have any. You got to keep them separated. Well, no, I'm saying they didn't have any like uh, breakup songs or slow, slow. No, but this is, that's not, this isn't, I'm just saying this was their first number one on the hot. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, keep them separated. La, I am surprised. La, 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 la. I'm really surprised that it wasn't number one. Or at least up there. Wait till we do our road rage episode. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Did Mac finish it? That was weird, man. We went out because I I said, wait till we go into our road rage episode. Me and Stu always. Something always bad happens. Yeah, me and Stu aren't allowed to listen to bad happens. I will will never listen to Offspring while riding the bike, ever. (laughs) It's probably a good idea. I will never. (laughs) You can listen to Americana. No, it's a rule. It's a rule I will not do. Because I listen to uh, uh, Spotify. And it does. It mixes shit. Mm-hmm. And if, if I if I can't touch the fucking the, to move it forward, and that, that song comes on, I'm screwed. But what bad habit? Yeah, you but know it, you can just like swipe the cover art. I'm he's, riding the bike. If he's on the bike, it's hard. He can't do yeah. that. It's a lot harder. He's probably got gloves have, on, and it's yeah, just I don't not have easy. a ability to fucking so, swipe forward. But it's funny because like Americana, so we have Smash, we have Ixnay on the Ombre and stuff, and these then Smash or Americana comes out, and it's like. A, it's a great album. Fucking love Americana. It's an awesome album. But it's definitely a lot lighter in mood. Mm. Uh, Smash is just fucking... It is a, dark. It is a dark, moody fucking, you know... I don't know. I've, I've never heard a song like Self-esteem that. Self-esteem is one of those just the next, fucked the, up songs. The next song yeah. like that would be Break Stuff by Olympus. Have that, you guys... Like, that's kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever... That's why I ended up on my list. Right? <laughs> have you guys ever... Um, like known a girl or, or known someone and you've you had that feeling like in self-esteem where it's like i know i'm putting up with their bullshit and i fucking shouldn't but i am any fucking way and they treat me like dog shit and you're yes. like but how that person that you, you way back in the day yeah maybe you do <laughs> okay i thought you were talking about something like oh maybe you do <laughs> all right so uh the next one on stewie's list actually um was on my list. This is the one that uh, got bumped, so I was kind of happy when I saw that he. I had, I had to do something. <laughs> it's a great song, and um, uh, this was another one that some of the listeners kind of mentioned. But uh, so this is Stu's last pick. I said nothing can take. It's, it's so what we've figured out is Stu picked songs that he could insert his own name. <laughs> in yep. Yeah, well, any song that he has, Stu or you, you're not wrong. You, yeah. yeah. So this is uh, Sinead O'Connor. Nothing compares to you. Written and composed by Prince for his side project, The Family. Song featured on their uh, 1985 debut album. In 1989, Irish singer Sinead O'Connor recorded a version of the song for her second studio album. I do not want what I haven't got. Uh, it was the album came out in 1990. It was released as the album's second single in early 1990 and became a worldwide hit. 
In December of 1990, Billboard named Nothing Compares to You as the number one world single of 1990. So at, that was at the first uh, Billboard Music Award, by the way. I remember this, this song comes out, and it's kind of a big deal. And like Sinead O'Connor, you're thinking, like, oh, this, she's kind of like oh, going to be awesome. She's going to be everywhere. Uh, I think she's one of those artists that kind of did herself in because she couldn't stop. Well, mental illness. Oh, she, yeah. she was very political. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the political she, stuff. That was part of it. But she, she, bad times. she went out like she didn't give a shit, which I kind of give her props for standing, you know, for what she believed in, but she would just insult anybody. Yeah. She even said some shit about Prince, which is funny because you're singing a Prince song um, and you're talking shit about that's like you don't want to talk. Isn't about when Prince. she went on Saturday Night Live and ripped the Pope, the Pope picture? That, people that lost what? their minds about that, which is oh, so yeah. funny now if somebody did that. Right. Um, but she made that comment about her and Prince getting in a fist fight and like Prince is like that never fucking happened and she's like, oh, hell yes, it did. You know, it's, uh, she's very talented, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I have grown over the years to like love the Prince version, though. And so it's hard for me to hear her version. And he does some different stuff with it. But her version is great. It's great. Yeah. It's a great breakup song. But as we talked about in a song you didn't, songs you didn't know were up, uh, remakes episode, this song isn't about a breakup in Prince's world. It's about his housekeeper leaving. Right. <laughs> and when you go and listen to the song, you kind of hear it. Now, and it's such a Prince thing to do. Mm-hmm. Such what? A, yeah, it's about yeah. his housekeeper leaving because her dad had like heart trouble and she left and he got depressed and was yeah it was like, on our uh, one of our older ep- yeah. mixtape episodes. Oh my god, I forgot. And the song was a. Uh, I hope it's not on the remake one we didn't release yet. That's just an old computer. That one's gonna be coming out soon, guys. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you talked about that. Yeah, um, but yeah, well, it's actually he, he wrote it yeah. about his housekeeper who she was gone and he's like tooling around the house all depressed like and if you listen to it he's singing about flowers that are there and mm-hmm. how he can go do whatever the hell he wants but i don't know like go to a fancy I mean, restaurant yes, of course he did make it a little more of a romantic song but um yeah so there you go that is our list but this time we reached out to the listeners and we asked them what they would put on their list and we got some great feedback so uh if you're not paying attention we, they I all mixed, said, "Don't speak by no doubt." They all did. They pretty much did. That pretty was much. that yeah. was a that huge Sinead. one. Mm-hmm. That was a huge one. Uh, we had uh, three or four different people say, "Don't speak by no doubt." Um, we did have somebody else say, "Nothing compares to you," and we did have somebody else say, uh, "You ought to know." But a few people said, uh, "Don't speak." So I think that would, in most people's minds, be the ultimate '90s breakup song. I guess. Great choice. Uh, but like we said at the beginning of the show, we put this stuff out there on our Twitter, uh, which is mix underscore tape underscore pod, and we put it out on Tapeworms, fans of the Mixtape Podcast over on Facebook. You can go check those places out. Please do. Uh, and we asked the people, we said, what do you guys think should be on here? And we got some cool feedback. Uh, a friend of the show, Spooky Bill, said, anything Travis Tripp, because it was the 90s after all, and he's probably not wrong mm-hmm. about that. But he didn't give us a specific. Anything country. So over on Twitter, the 80s and I 90s. Dog, I lost my Jeep. The 80s and 90s. I lost my mind. Show me them titties. Show me them titties. (laughs) 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 What was it? My my truck done broke and my dog's a joke. Show me them. Took my truck and I cut it up. That's what it was. I took my truck and I cut it up. Show me them titties. You guys know I wrote a whole song to that, right? Oh, really? Oh God! Yeah. Oh, please tell me they're going to be a please, video. Please release it. I don't. I didn't. I don't have any. I don't do. I can't do music, man. Or else we would totally. 
uh, I will break out my guitar. Dude, then you and I are going to collab on this. We're going to collab and do show me this. So, um, spooky. Uh, over on Twitter, the eighties nice. and nineties dot com. Over on Twitter, they uh, you should follow them by on Twitter. By the way, uh, they said, "How can we be lovers?" by Michael Bolton and "I Can't Make You Love Me" by Bonnie Raitt. Both very good choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, friend of the show, Kellyanne, tossed over uh, "Into the Road" by Boys to Men. That's a really that's a really great song. To add to good this. choice. Like we said, we had a few people mention "Don't Speak" and another voice saying, "You ought to know." Uh, we have the after school special project over on Twitter who said who uh, agree with all apologies, by the way. They thought that was a really good one to put up. Mm. Uh, Baroness Von Bunny over on Twitter said, Mary J. Blige, I'm going down and Lauren Hill X Factor. She's uh, going down. I don't call that a breakup. Uh, OK. Uh, Sasha Green. <laughs> Sasha Green over on Twitter said, uh, Delamitri, uh, always the last to know, and spit in the rain were uh, their choices. <laughs> the Comfort Films podcast gives us "Long December" by Counting Crows, which is a great fucking song, by the way. Uh, every rom com over there on Twitter said Liz Fair, the divorce song, and my personal favorite one that was recommended for this list, and I kind of want to kick myself in the ass for not thinking of it, uh, was uh, Weird Al. You don't love me anymore, which is a great fucking song, and uh, it's just like the ultimate breakup song. It's What's weird. the parody of that one? It's not a parody; it's one of his originals. Oh, really? It is awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so there you go. We appreciate all the feedback, and we will definitely be making a uh, Spotify list of both our songs and, of course, the listener songs. They will be available on Spotify, and you can follow us on Instagram, where I think Matt usually releases the links to. The Spotify stuff, if I'm not mistaken. He will now. Every yeah. fucking one of them. Uh, you guys were supposed to get me the artwork so I could start listing them on the website, but nobody ever did that, so they're not there that's, yet. Uh, that's on oh, we were supposed to do artwork, too? Not you. I was asked. Oh. No, no, no. There's artwork for all our Spotify playlists. Oh, okay, got it. That this guy here creates, and this guy here puts them up, and these guys were supposed to give them to me, and nope. Uh, you're, you're, I, you're getting docked pay. To be fair, I was asked and I forgot. So. I know. <laughs> you guys are getting docked pay. So there you go, guys. That's our songs. That paid. is our 90s breakup playlist. I get paid. What about you? Uh, what songs do you guys think that weren't mentioned? What would you guys put on there? You can always write us at your podcast at gmail.com. You can head over to the website, themixtapepod.com. And there's. Your website? Yeah, I've made some changes to the website, but you guys Holy didn't fucking shit. know. Uh, that over I on the website, you, you can see like upcoming stuff, and you can see, um, you know, past episodes. There's links to past episodes, things like that. And there's also the pastry crack recipe. If you are the uh, person that Matt met recently and gave a card, I hope that you're listening, and I hope you go over and make some pastry crack. Try that crack because yeah. it's awesome. We should definitely try it. Hey, I want to mention we we talk a lot about Horror Hound on this show, and there's one coming up in September. And they've uh, we already told you that Bruce Campbell's going to be there. Weird science, dude. They're going to be there. I mean, I was getting there. Oh, okay. Just step oh. all over my dick, there, buddy. Whatever. You know what's Smooth. fucking weird is your shirt kind of matches the chair you're sitting in, so it, it just looks like you got a really big fucking arm right now. 
Uh, with that being said, nobody at Holmes knows what I'm talking about. Uh, yes, um, Anthony Michael Hall and Ian Michael something. Anyway, from Weird Science, they're going to be at Horror Hound along with, along with uh, Bruce Campbell and a bunch of the killer clowns from Outer Space cast. And there'll be a whole bunch of other people getting announced. Keith David too. So there you go. You should come out there in September. Check it out. Uh, you can get your tickets online now, and I think you probably should, especially if you want to do the weekend, because I think they're already selling out of some shit. So, mm. are, we, are we doing hey, weekend uh, or? Well, I don't know. I only got the one day. That's right now. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I don't know. I mean, is this uh, is this episode going to be up before July first? No. Okay. Why? What happened? Oh, okay. you got a convention on July first? Yeah, I was going to go to TF Expo, Transformers Expo in Kansas City. Um. Wait. Yeah. This episode. Will, this episode will be coming out on. No. This episode will be coming out right after July first, man. So. Well, never mind. So, well, which, by the way, this episode will be coming out on this, that Sunday of that weekend, and uh, something else I think happens that Sunday, but I'm not, I'm not sure what it what it is. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, hey, we haven't mentioned. Yeah, we did. I Here's what? another in- mention for Weird Al. Uh, August 31st, he's going to be performing in Topeka. He's going to be performing here in Cincinnati too. And it's going to be in Kansas City. I'm touching well, my nipple. And, uh, we know. That. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't really. I was yeah. just sort of touching right here, and then I touched myself. Well, that's a good breakup song. What's All right, someone's, someone's birthday? Yeah, my birthday, asshole. Oh. Yeah. July 3rd. Fuckers, send me gifts. My bad. I forgot. Uh, we love you guys, fireworks. and we appreciate. It's that. probably illegal. We appreciate everybody that's been listening. Actually, fireworks are legal. Are legal now here, and the growth of the no, but shipping them to somebody probably not legal. Probably not. Uh, they, yeah. yeah, probably not. Yeah. What the yeah. fuck, yeah. Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> that was Arnold. That wasn't Sylvester. Stallone. <laughs> Either way, you're having yeah, a stroke. Yeah, no, ready? Okay, let's practice. Ready, Arnold. <laughs> Sylvester. <laughs> okay, sort of like I'm a slower Tony version. Danza. Mona. No, Tony Danza's. a remake of Who's the Boss? Tony Danza's. Hold me close, young Tony Danza. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Count the headlights on the highway. <laughs> Tony Danza would be like, oh, Angela. <laughs> oh, Angela. Moner. Wait a minute. <laughs> Kid that was in Cujo. I can't remember. <laughs> Danny Pintaro. Kid that was. Yeah, but what was his name on the show? Danny. Uh, Jonathan. 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 Yeah, that sounds about right. He, he said, like Kid that was in Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember when I vacuumed the curtains for some fucking reason? Wait, <laughs> I danced all the time. That's the one, the theme song. Uh, sounds just like brand new life, brand new life, brand new life. So is that going to be on the Spotify playlist? It should be. Now yeah. it's a good break. Theme song, song from, from Who's the Boss? So you guys don't may, may not know this, listeners, but uh, you a while should back make that we, happen. We did a theme song episode where uh, I would I played a theme song from an '80s TV mm. show, and these guys had to try to get it based off the theme song. And uh, the whole thing recorded. This was actually probably well over, God, probably over a year ago. Yeah. And uh, the whole, we that's when we had to change out. We realized the thing we were recording on was not fucking working and, and it, like ate the whole episode and it <laughs> sucked because we recorded the whole thing. And I've thought many times we'll go back and do that again. And I thought it'd be really fun to do that. And 
uh, had a couple of other ideas. Um, thought it might be cool. You guys let us know if you'd like to hear some of this stuff. I thought it'd be kind of cool to do an episode where I played music from video games, and you guys had to tell me what video game it was from. I thought that might be kind of fun, too. Oh, that would be cool. Fun as hell. So, uh, that would be real cool. So if you guys want to hear something, if you have thoughts or, or opinions on the show, stuff, stuff you'd like us to talk about, shoot us over an email or, or drop us a, a line at the, the voicemail. Nobody ever leaves us. We've had no. like one voicemail. I've had a couple others, but they weren't for the show. They just left random well, shit. as we learn in this day and age, no one likes to call. Call they us. They just like to text. We want to talk to you. Give us a call. You can call us at Matt. Five one three four three seven two three seven seven or five one three he rad seventy seven. Matt keeps the card in front of him so he can uh, read. Uh, <laughs> hey, I, I do the same thing. Oh got, shit! Yeah. <laughs> you guys are smart. Yeah. You guys are smart. Unlike me and Stu, I don't, I don't have any of those. We stupid. I have some in my pocket, and I have some Why? on my my laptop. Well, so he's got he's people. got like some cards in his pocket. Business cards, man. And the other one's giving a peace sign. Fuck yeah! yeah. Brought back. <laughs> 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 oh, I like that. Dubstep. Burger Bart. Swedish Chef Burger Oh my God, we need a Swedish Chef Dubstep. How has somebody not done that? And that is and our Bjork makes a like surprise cameo appearance in that <laughs> Bjork. <video>. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Swedish chef and Bjork. Oh my god. How is, how is that not happening? What? 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 How has that not happened? <laughs> And I go over there, Morgy Burgundy And I see <laughs> <laughs> And a giant teddy bear. What? Does she even. You picked a very. Yes, very I different think so. Bjork song that I would have gone with. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear, hear Swedish Chef doing. Doing Bjork. Bjork, Bjork. Skiz not make that happen. We just uh, she was just she was just in the, the that movie The Northman The Northman the who The Northman Oh yeah, I've yeah. Seen that. she was just in that yeah I've heard it's really really good I've heard it's actually I heard it was it. bad I've heard both Spank Dog saw it and he liked it a lot so I don't know. Uh yeah, so go over to the website, go over to the Facebook, the Twitter, and all that good shit. Instagram, TikTok, we are on all those. Don't go over stop, and stop. Follow us there. Please let us know what you'd like to hear. Please let us know what songs you would. Hey man, to all the Twitter love guys, like it's just growing. Like I can't fucking. It's weird. It just grows more and more every day. It's fucking. We're getting up there in the tw- in the Twitterverse. Don't know why I don't post anything worth reading, but <laughs> they seem to like it. So <laughs> hey, keep it coming, guys. I think that's it. You guys got anything that I forget? Because I always forget something, and, and you guys don't know it, and you forget too. We got merch. We do go buy merch. the merch. Go buy some. Support fun. the show. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. Tell your friends' enemies. Take your Why enemies' are you friends. Talking like that. We don't sell enemas. I don't know. We should though. 
mixtape in them. Was the state bringing it back to Blink-182? Where's the shit? Ah, did you hear him? Did you hear him? He just said, Enemas of the state bringing it back to Blink-182. Ah. Mixtape enemas. That's interesting. Hey, guys. Public uh, enemas. We love you. Thanks for coming. We will talk to you again. That was bad. Next (laughs) time. Hey. (laughs) Hey. We're we're ending the show now. Okay. Hey, guys. Oh. Until next we speak, guys. Remember to always stay stay awesome. awesome. Holy fuck. We got it. Dude, record that. Like cut it down and just like play it all the time. I guess now it's time for me to give up. I think it's time. Got a picture of you beside me. Got your lipstick mark still on your coffee cup Oh, yeah Got a fist of pure emotion Got a head of shattered dreams Gotta leave it, gotta leave it all behind now Whatever I said, whatever I did, I didn't mean it I just want you back for good Sing it, you'll be right and understand. I want you back, I want you back, I want you back for good. Unaware but underlined, I figured out the story. No, no, it wasn't good. No, no, but in a corner of my mind, I celebrated glory. That was not to be In the twist of separation You excel in being free Can't you find a little room inside of me? Whatever I said, whatever I did I didn't mean it I just want you back for good I want you back See, I want you back for good Song and I'll sing it. You'll be right and understood. Won't you back? Won't you back? Won't you back? you